In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Our gospel passage this week continues our epiphany theme of Jesus being made known to the world. Began with his public baptism, proceeded to the calling of his disciples, and Jesus is only just beginning his ministry. John the Baptist had declared that he was unworthy to untie the latchet of Jesus' sandals. His disciples begin to follow him due to his personal presence and the divine authority apparent in his word, as Father Marsh and Father Yoder have preached on these last couple of weeks. And today the attention shifts the crowds, to you and to me. In the episode in the synagogue, we hear not only of Jesus' authority as a teacher, but we see him then demonstrate even greater authority, casting out an unclean spirit. I want us to think about both of these things that happen in the story and then our own thoughts in response to Christ's authority. We find Jesus this morning in the synagogue in the small fishing village called Capernaum. Some of you have been there as recently as six months ago with me, standing next to the second or third century synagogue remains, or walking through it, a synagogue that stands what we believe to be on top of the foundation of the one that Jesus would have taught in. A hundred people, maybe more, pile in, to gather and hear a reading from the scriptures and to hear a teacher explain the text, not too dissimilar from what we're doing right now. But they'd never heard anything like they heard that day. The scribes, who would frequently be teachers, were the maintainers of the law and its interpretive tradition, regularly quoting what other scribes or rabbis have said about those passages before. But Jesus is no scribe. He likely didn't refer to what anyone else had said about the passage because he knew the scriptures better than any of us ever could. And so he gave a master class. Mark doesn't tell us about what he taught, but focuses rather on how he was received. The people recognized that Jesus didn't respond or quote other authorities that he taught with authority. He was the authority, and they were amazed at his doctrine. Well, that's all well and good, I suppose, if we were to stop there. Many people would be quite happy saying that Jesus is a great teacher, perhaps the best teacher of all time. Indeed, people from all walks of life, including non-Christians, have and do study the teachings of Jesus. But if we leave him as only a teacher... We can choose to take what we like about what he said, to leave out the rest, and to move on. But in this story, Jesus doesn't give us that option of simply stopping with him being a good teacher. Before anyone could leave, a man with an unclean spirit cries out. Mark uses the terms for unclean spirit and demon interchangeably, one and the same. Consider the things that this demon has the man say. What have we to do with thee, Jesus? There's no relation between us. 
It's actually the, this question throughout the Old Testament or those like it. Put the responsibility for the remainder of the encounter with the one who has authority, which is Jesus. An unclean person cannot commune with the divine unless they're purified. They can have no interaction. Art thou come to destroy us? This question suggests that the demons know that their time is limited. It also indicates that Jesus is one who has power and authority to destroy the demonic. The demons have, yes, made their choice to follow Satan in rebellion against God, but they know if they don't win, Jesus can and ultimately will destroy them. But what gives Jesus such power and authority? Well, the demon helps us there too. I know who you are, it says, the Holy One of God. Not just a holy person, set apart for service to God and his kingdom, but the Holy One. Only God is truly holy. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God who has taken on human flesh, has power and authority over the unclean spirit due to his very nature. The demons know this, but they have no love for it. They proclaim Jesus as the Holy One, but they actively rebel against God unless they are specifically commanded otherwise. And Jesus evokes that power that he has. He invokes his authority, commanding the spirit to be silent, to come out of the man. He has no choice but to obey. The spirit causes the man to convulse, to be torn, but ultimately the spirit departs. Once again, Mark notes that the people are astonished. They're amazed. They can't even quite comprehend what they have just witnessed. They start questioning or even debating among themselves, what is this? What new teaching is this? Even the spirits obey him? We have never seen this kind of authority. We thought he was authoritative in his teaching, but he can do that too? While they may not have understood, they certainly started telling other people about him. And Jesus is further revealed to the world. What about us? What do we think about this encounter of Jesus and his authority? Maybe you would rather not believe in unclean spirits or demons. And thankfully, most of us will not knowingly have an encounter with one. But I do know people that have, that I trust. And I'm thankful to worship a God who has power and authority over them. Regardless of that, we're left to respond to Jesus. We're left to respond to his authority in his teaching and in his actions. As C.S. Lewis has masterfully presented in Mere Christianity, as we consider all that Jesus has said and that he's done, we must arrive at one of three conclusions. Either he was a chronic liar, a crazy lunatic, or he's actually who he says he is and he's Lord. We can't leave him as only being a good teacher. We can't, like the demons, say he's the Holy One and not follow. We are left confessing, as the church has for 2,000 years, that Jesus is Lord. 
And if we decide that he really is Lord, then it's time for us to allow him to be such, to give him authority over all aspects of our life. If he has the power over the demonic, he has the power over everything else. Your job, our crazy Oklahoma weather, the election cycle, whatever it is that might cause us grief and anxiety, he is ultimately in control. It's time for us to start living as such. Yes, it is hard for us to give up our own sense of control. We will struggle to be obedient, but as we declare in our baptismal covenant, with God's help, we can take rest and refuge in him, in the God who loves us, in the God who is the only one who has that power and authority, both now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.